You're listening to the Shamelessly Feminine Podcast, the place for the kick-ass woman who needs a kick in the ass. Your host, Jen Rosenbaum, is giving you the tools to shed shame and live the biggest life possible. So kick off your heels, get comfy, and get ready to be the boss of your life. Hey, hey, my shamelessly feminine listeners out there. How are you? Today, I'm so happy to share with you an interview I did with my new friend, Tiffany. I found Tiffany on Instagram, believe it or not. Uh, Tiffany has vitiligo, and I was looking to photograph somebody with vitiligo. I came across her. She allowed me to photograph her. She's absolutely stunning. But I was so intrigued by her skin condition and living with her skin condition and how she handled that, especially coming from a point of unconventional beauty, because she really is an absolute beauty, but not in any conventional way. And uh, so I asked her if she would let me interview her for the podcast. And that's what we did today. And I also took photos of her, which I will share with you guys on the website. She's an incredible person and she's only just beginning. So if you're looking for some inspiration to live your fullest life, embrace yourself and your body and your skin, this listen is definitely for you. Tiffany, thank you so much for joining me today on the Shamelessly Feminine Podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you, Jen, so much for having me. It's my pleasure. So we have actually never met before. We've had a little bit of communication, and I'm just going to give a little backstory on um, on how I found you. I found you on Instagram, actually, and super intrigued as a woman and as a photographer by you. So tell us a little bit about you and um, why I was intrigued by you, <laughs> but tell, tell us a little bit about you. Let's start with that. Well, my name is Tiffany. I live in Philadelphia, PA. I have had vitiligo for over a decade now. So, and I am... Vitiligo is a skin condition where you lose the pigment in your skin. And so um, I'm a black woman who now has a bunch of white patches all over my skin. It doesn't hurt or um, impact your health in any way, but um, it causes a um, just contrast in your skin color. So it looks unusual. Which is kind of why I love it. Yes. <laughs> no, it's not kind of why it is why. So I, I, um, you know, I also am different in the way that I, and I've shared this with you that I had a double vasectomy this year. And, uh, after I went through that experience, I really felt like I wanted to seek out other women that, um, were different, I guess. And yeah, and, and living that way and knowing how they live that way. And so um, vitiligo was one of the things that really a- appealed to me. I know that sounds strange, but I, I searched on Instagram, Instagram for um, women that had it and you popped up and I was instantly like, wow, she is stunning. And I would love to. Oh, thank goodness. Her. Yeah. Thank and, you. <laughs> and so I'm excited that we're talking today and I get to know a little bit more about you. And this is, this is part of what this podcast is about, about helping heal ourselves and heal each other and um, living our greatest life. So Tell me a little bit about when it started, um, what your feelings were, you know, how you discovered it. Is it something that's genetic? Does anybody else in your family have it? Yeah, that was the crazy part. Um, 
It, for me, it started uh, in the summer when I was 14, right before uh, my freshman year of high school, and it started on my face. Um, so at the time, it was just like over my uh, right eye. So, I mean, I just decided to start wearing makeup like initially. And um, so I just that was my way of dealing with it for years and years. And, um, so during that time when you were wearing makeup and you were covering it up, did people know that you had it? My closest friends and my family did. Um, but it was never anything that like, uh, other people at school or, um, just like around me would notice. It wasn't noticeable to anyone who wasn't like close to me Mm -hmm. at that point. So going into high school is such a critical point in somebody's life and such a critical age. How did it affect your self-esteem? It, I we didn't realize how much it did affect it, but um, as long, I just always had to have makeup. Like I never left the house without it. Um, I actually probably had uh, like nightmares about like what would happen if I didn't didn't have makeup and I just lived in such fear of um like not having that so uh that was what affected me what were you afraid was gonna happen at the time were you I was afraid I guess of people's reactions Mm. um or of being teased, especially at that time in school. But, um, yeah. So when you were younger, did you have experiences with being teased or you just wore makeup all the time so it wasn't so much of an issue for you? For me, I was blessed in the fact that I wasn't teased. Um, I it started on my face, like right around my eyes. So it was, it was and it, remain that way pretty much for all of high school. So I was able to cover it up with makeup pretty, um, like easily and pretty well to the point where no one, uh, could tell the difference. So, um, because of that, I was able to, um, like not be teased for vitiligo. So at what point did that start changing? Because at this point, how much on your face exactly? I would say probably about 50% of your face is now a different color. Is that about right, would you say? Right. Yes. At this point, um, it pretty much, it progressed pretty slowly, like during high school. So all of high school and actually most of college, it just... um, stayed like on my face in college it did start to spread to my hands so um but just like it'd probably be about like in college it probably was only on like 30 percent of my hands so still very uh small and there would be like tiny spots like on my elbows or or, um, where it still kind of just looked like a like birthmark or like like a very small mark, but, um, yeah, I, I still, um, depended on makeup and that was like my lifesaver. So I'm curious at what point, how old are you now? Do you mind me asking? (laughs) I am 31. Okay. So, um, by the way, you look like 24, (laughs) 
<laughs> so, <laughs> you're, you're really beautiful. So, um, so tell me at what point did things change for you where um, it went from something that you wanted to hide to something that maybe you embraced a little bit more and, and how that shift happened in your life? I would say probably for the past few years, it started, I mean, it just, um, the past couple of years, it um, uh, started to spread more rapidly on my face and um, like probably like right after college, it started like all around my neck and like my armpits and um, like most of my arms. So it's, it's got a lot harder to hide. Um, and so it was something I did become, even as I got older, I got more insecure about it because of how it spread. And at that point, people don't generally like tease each other anymore. They just like, no, they have their internal judgments, right? Right, exactly, exactly. But so I, I had got stares and, um, and, and in like 2016, I was in a wedding and I was like, I don't want to be the only person standing out. So I actually discovered spray tanning there. Mm-hmm. And then so um, for about a year and a half, I got like addicted to like going <laughs> and getting my hands spray tanned. Mm-hmm. So um, it, I mean, you could tell something was up, but it just was, I got the darkest spray tan available. And so that helped me hide my arm or my hands along with like wearing long sleeve shirts, mm-hmm. <laughs> trying to do it in the summer as well. So I just... Um, was very uh, specific about hiding it and trying to um, hide it as best I can. But, and so I feel like the amount of effort I put into hiding it was definitely starting to uh, drain on me. Mm. So yeah, it sounds exhausting, <laughs> Just, yeah. uh, you know, an outside point of view. And I'm curious if you've ever thought about, and this might be a tough question, um, have you ever really, cause you know, I deal with this with, with my boudoir photography, right? I'm a boudoir mm-hmm. photographer. So I will, I will shoot a woman or I photograph a woman. Maybe we should use that term instead. I will photograph a woman who will come in and say, well, I have really bad stretch marks um, on my thighs. So I never wear shorts. I never go to the beach. I never do anything. And then what we'll do is we'll do a shoot and she'll look beautiful. And, and those stretch marks like aren't really as bad as she thinks that they are in her mind. And, you know, I'll say to her something to the effect of, which is the truth, you know, people that love you and know you and understand you don't see that. They see you, you know, they're not looking at your stretch marks. So she would say to me, you know, I I finally realized how much fun I was missing out on in my life. Like I love the beach and I hadn't gone for years because I was so concerned about my stretch marks. And things started when she started looking backwards and saying, wow, there's a lot of life I missed out on for something as, you know... that wasn't minimal at the time, but now felt minimal like stretch marks. Um, You know, have you ever had a moment of that where you were like, you know, this is just too much. Like I just need to be free and live my life and and be happy and, you know, embrace this so that I can live the way that I want to live. Oh my goodness. So many times I can relate so much to that woman. Like there um, just like times where I'm like, I, I want to have a, or I want to get like a dog, but I have, I live in a third floor walk up right now. And so I'm like, Oh my goodness, to take it out. I would always have to wake up and put makeup on. Like I legit never ever went outside without putting makeup on. And as it spread more, 
throughout my face, it, it took like a good, like at least um, 30 to 40 minutes to like cover it, the, the whole, um, to the point where you couldn't tell. So yeah, just like so many things. And like, um, I can't, um, I would cover, I would wear makeup all over like my whole neck. So mm-hmm. like when I would try to give or greet people and give people hugs, I would always just like barely hug them, which probably came off incredibly awkward to the person, mm-hmm. but um, just little things like that. And then like at the point where I was like spray tanning my hands, I literally like refrained from touching things because <laughs> the, um, the spray tan, it, it would come off sometimes. So I would like, um, yeah, like barely um, touch things. So just, and then, so since I've stopped, <laughs> like stopped spray tanning, stopped covering it up, it's like crazy to me. Like I now realize how many things I was like holding back from <laughs> like doing it. And they're like the littlest things that uh, you probably wouldn't think twice about, but um Yes, I can incredibly relate to that. Yeah, I mean, I can I can relate to that as well, you know, with my surgeries and my health issues. And, and you know, I always say it's so, you know, it's, it's amazing. You never know what somebody else is going through, you know. And exactly. Part of the reason why I really wanted to speak with you is because um, for you, your image is outright. People see it. There's no escaping it in a way, unless, like you said, you're covering it up. But so many of us do cover things up and are afraid to show. And then I just wanted to sort of prove to everybody this freeing, you know, that there's a freedom in being able to be who you are without having to live sheltered that way. Yes, it definitely is. It's, it's just like amazing how much more like confident I am with, I would even, it's like, like, I don't know what I was in such fear of before because, like, nothing, like, dramatic, um, like, as a response from just people. Like, I literally would, like, freak. Sometimes I'd be rushing to get ready uh, to leave the house for morning in the work. So, and then I'll be sitting at my desk and I would touch my face just and to see, like, oh, my gosh, did I put makeup on? Mm. And, and, of course, at that time, I never, like, forgot to do it but just the fear of like um of potentially forgetting and like and then when I finally stopped wearing makeup like like nothing like um people stare like a ton more but it's not killing me it's not like hurting me in in any way and um the more I get used to it um it's just I feel it is it was incredibly freeing. So, and I have no desire, like I don't wish ever to like cover it up again. How long has it been since you've uncovered yourself? It honestly has only been since December of 2017 is when I completely stopped um, covering it. Wow. So it's recent. Yes. So yes, it's very recent. And how have your family and friends reacted to, to you and that change? Has it changed your relationships at all? Are they supportive of you? Um, my family at first, I was like, I was, it's so crazy. Cause I was like most nervous to like be, um, like of their reactions. Cause everyone's always like, your family's so attractive. And I, I really legit, I was like, I'm going to ruin all the pictures and like, just, 
things you really shouldn't even put on yourself, but um, they have been so supportive and, um, and it was a little, my parents at first, they were more like concerned, which I mean, parents are always concerned of like how other people's reaction was going to be, but um, they're, um, they've been supportive and my friends, they've been amazing. They've always said, uh, no matter what, that I, they would love me the same. And they actually said they see like a change in me. They are like, you're, they say, you seem, uh, we like you better now. So mm. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's crazy. You always think people are going to, uh, judge you for certain things, but it's not really, um, as big of a deal as you make it to be so yeah I talk about this a lot anything all this yeah I talk about that a lot like that that theory that we kind of tell ourselves these lies right and we and we say it so often that we end up believing it as the truth and uh, it's it's part of what I do with my camera is to say to women "Mm, you know what you think is the truth might not actually be the truth (laughs) Um, and, (laughs) and with that you know it's interesting when you say that people stare because, you know, I want to offer you maybe a little bit of a different perspective. You're really beautiful. And I think that maybe sometimes people stare because of that, not because of the other way around, you know, where <laughs> it's because you're just so unique. And I, I think, um, you know, I have a 12 year old, 12 year old daughter. And I always say to her, you know, don't you want to be different than everybody else? And she says to me, no, mom, I want to be the same. And, you know, I, I forget what it's like to be 12 and that you want to fit in and you don't want people to notice you, but in your adult life, it starts changing and you start embracing your uniqueness. And I just think it's so amazing what you have in your uniqueness. Um, and so people, maybe sometimes look at you in envy of that, you know, and, and how beautiful that you are. So I just kind of want to offer that perspective as an outsider's point of view. Thank you. I never looked at it like that, but yeah, that's great. So I'm curious um, when models started coming out, like Winnie Harlow, uh, et cetera, you know, did that change anything for you um, when, when women like that, you know, um, CoverGirl had um, Amy Diana, like, is it, does it change the perception of the disease? Uh, is it a disease? Should I call it that? A condition? What is it called? Exactly. I've always called it a condition okay, just because it, it um, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have no health effects. From- okay. So we'll call it a condition. So does it, so. does it <laughs> change how you feel about the skin condition or are you, was it a good thing that they're putting that out on display? Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, um, of course. Like everybody wants someone or people love to see people who look like them mm. in like, any type of recognition or the media or just, and for me, it helps uh, with other people. Like people know what it is. Like I didn't even, I, I forget. I was like traveling. I was at an airport or something and someone saw my hands and they're like, they're like, Oh my goodness, your hands are just like Winnie Harlow's. And I, at that time I wasn't aware um, of who she was, but uh, then I uh, saw that she was on America's Next Top Model. And um, and I was like, oh, that's so awesome that there's someone uh, like me um, on that type of TV show and becoming a model. So um, that 
those things, I hope we can see more of that and um, more people like who just are unashamed and live freely in their skin. What advice do you have for any women out there that are listening to this, that are struggling with something? It may be something like a skin condition or an illness, or it may just be body image issues because I think so many women hate on their bodies and, um, you know, think things like I'm, you know, I'm too fat to wear a bathing suit or, you know, I'm not photogenic, all those things that I hear when I get them in front of my camera, you know, um, I, I shouldn't be wearing this or I'm not good enough for that. You know, what is, what kind of advice do you have for women to embrace themselves and, um, help work on their self-love? My advice would be, I know it's, it's like so hard to just accept it, but once you accept the thing that is um, you're struggling with and if it's something maybe you could change, you could create a plan to change it. But if that's not an option, you, you just have to learn to love it. And that's what I um, just try to do every day with my skin is like, I see like this morning when I was getting ready, I was like, Oh, I think there's a new spot, but um there's nothing I can do about it. So I just, I mean, it's a process. You just have to um, be confident in yourself and that will come out like in your actions and people see, people remember like how you treat them and how you make them feel. So you have to love yourself in order to uh, be more empathetic towards others. And I've noticed that change in myself. Mm, I love that. It's really beautiful. Tell me um, about where people can find you um, on Instagram and on the web. I know you have a website. Tell us about that. Um, Well, um, after going through all of this, um, just since I revealed Uh, my skin it's just renewed my like just I don't know renewed my like spirit in like life like so I um just go harder like in everything and I feel like um fitness uh you always is generally looked at for just like working out and being in shape. But to me, I feel like fitness as a whole is like, you have to look at all the elements of your life, like your diet, your finances, the people all around you. And, um, so I developed a thing called Fitbit, um, fitness yields vitality. And, I want it to be a online platform where anyone can come and uh, search out and find research resources for um, just information on physical, like dieting, exercising, um, finance, and um, just friends and family, all those things that impact your life. I think that's, that's amazing. And I, you know, one of the things that uh, I teach and I talk about is struggle to success and how, you know, every successful person 
in the entire world, any good success story usually has a really big struggle behind it. <laughs> and, um, you know, I've experienced that in my life and I know that um, through your skin condition, you've experienced it in yours. So I wish you all the success with that in the world. And, um, you know, you definitely deserve it. Um, tell us quickly where we can find you on Instagram. Like I, I sought you out. <laughs> <laughs> um, my handle is a, uh, dot, Fitbit, and that's spelled F-I-T, and then B is in Victor, I, and then three T's. So it's, um, yes, Fitbit. Perfect. I really appreciate you spending the time with me today. And um, I, I just really admire you. I admire what you stand for. I think that you're gorgeous inside and out. And um, I'm really hoping that I get a chance to photograph you after now that I've stalked you and I've gotten you. <laughs> I would love that. Um, and I hope that we can work together because you're really inspiring. And I, I think not only to people with the same skin condition, but to people all over, people like me that also feel different sometimes um, and learning to embrace that and um, learning to love your uniqueness. So thank you, Tiffany. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Shamelessly Feminine Podcast. If you loved what you heard, be sure to leave a rating and review on iTunes so that more women can learn to live a badass life. To learn more about this movement, go to shamelesslyfeminine.com and join our Shamelessly Feminine Facebook group. Until next time, go out there and be the boss of your life.